Welcome into Blackhawks Insider, your inside look at your favorite NHL club. And on this week's episode, we look at the Zach Smith, Artem Anisimov trade earlier in the week, as well as a full wrap on development camp, including a look at the top prospects, top performers, and an interview with Ian Mitchell and Adam Burrish, as well as looking ahead to the 12th annual Blackhawks convention coming up next weekend in Chicago. That and more coming up on Blackhawks Insider. The 12th Annual Blackhawks Convention, presented by Magellan Corporation, will be held from July 26th through the 28th at the Hilton Chicago. The event, which is sold out every year, will feature both current Blackhawks players and alumni throughout the weekend and include numerous autograph and photo sessions, Q&A panels, exhibits, interactive games, and much more. Blackhawks players, coaches, executives, and alumni are expected to attend. Visit Blackhawks.com to purchase your passes today. So in the house. Good save. Go, B-Way. Hey. Hey. Woo-hoo-hoo. Good work, fellas. That was Kirby Doc. A quick clip of his mic'd up session from development camp this week. You can catch the full version of that right now on Blackhawks.com. But coming off the heels of the scrimmage to end the week, I'm joined by Chris Cook, Adam Burrish, Eric Lear, break down a very busy week at development camp some of the top prospects on display for the Blackhawks before we go into development camp though I do want to touch on a little bit of news from the week Artem Nisimov no longer a member of the Blackhawks traded for Zach Smith earlier in the week and Chris Cook I know you had a chance to talk with Zach Smith chance to talk with Stan Bowman and really get the insight of this one and yet another case of Stan Bowman adding some depth, some versatility, and some veteran leadership, a guy who's played in the league for 10 years now. He's an alternate captain with the Senators, so he knows his way around a dressing room. I think that's important. Also uh, has a little level of grit there that maybe the Blackhawks were lacking a bit last season. You know, it's also a salary cap move. I mean, they also saved, what, $1.3 million, I believe, on mm-hmm. uh, under the salary cap, so that's going to help down the line whether you need to sign Brandon Perlini or you can use that money later on for a trade. Uh, it's important to have that cash in hand. So, you know, Anisimov had a fine career at the Blackhawks, but they're kind of trending in a different direction, right, Burr? I yeah. mean, it seems like they're, they're going a little bit younger. Um, and I know Zach Smith isn't younger, but they've got some guys. This maybe opens up a spot for um, Camp or even, um, you know, Kirby Doc. It runs its course, I, I think. Unless your name's Jonathan Taves or, or Duncan Keith or Patrick Kane, I, I think most guys, you, it's a time limit runs out on a, in an organization, and, and Anisimov had a great career. His teammates liked him, um, but I think it, it was time. I think it was things were going a different direction here. They had a couple, two, three bad years. Uh, he's making a lot of money, and I think, Stan, you, you, you move a guy out, I think he's going to do great in Ottawa. I think Anisimov is still a guy you can, win, you can win with and you can win championships with. He's a valuable big center. You know they're hard to come by, a guy that can, win, a guy that can play a two-way centerman with a big body, but... I think it's a good move. I think it's a, it adds a little bit of a fresh start for this Blackhawks team. And Smith is a guy that can play center and wing, too, and Isimov pretty much just up the middle. As Stan's talked a lot about having those guys that can play multiple positions, multiple forward spots, so just that, that depth that Stan's been looking for, another move that, that fits that perfectly. Yeah, Jeremy Carlton talked um, earlier in the camp 
And we asked him about that. I think Carter asked him about that, about the versatility. Why are you bringing these guys who can play both center and wing? And I thought yeah. his, his interesting answer was his interesting answer saying that um, you know we can play different matchups now. Before you go into a game, you look at who we have there. Here are the lines. Here are the lines. This guy matches yeah. up against him. Now you can do different things. And anytime you can open up options there, whether it's a guy in or out of the lineup, or a guy playing on a different side or in the middle, it really just uh, it, it helps the depth through four lines. Which I think is really important. Sure. I don't think they want. Jonathan Taves playing against the top line. They went right. and playing against the second, third line because that's when you're going to be able to take his skill set away from playing more defensively, and he can go out and just score goals, what he did. He and Patrick Kane coming off career seasons, you want to get the most out of them, and really you want that versatility, and it's going to set up a very interesting training camp with a lot of names fighting for a very finite number of roles. And he and Stan have both said, and Stan said on our last episode of the podcast, Training camp's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of competition for these spots, and they want to continue that throughout the year. Just because a guy goes down to Rockford, it might not be because he's the 15th guy on the totem pole. It might be because he doesn't fit in the current system, and they want him down. They want him getting minutes in Rockford, and then when the opportunity presents itself, because they're not necessarily going to be a healthy team all 82 games of the season, they want him ready to jump in and fit right into this mold and be able to step right up. Yeah, I want guys that are hungry and excited to be here, and, and I'm not – trying to slight Artem Anisimov and say he wasn't excited to be, but it, it, it was time, you know, and I want some guys, some new blood, some new guys that are coming in here and with a little bit of energy, a little bit, a little bit of pizzazz to them, a little bit of bite in their game because Smith isn't a rookie, but it's a new, it's a new scene. You come into a new team. I don't care if you're 37 or, or 17, you're going to come in and have a little chip on your shoulder and have a little energy. And, and I think that's what this move does, at, le at least for me. you got a guy that's going to come in here and, and be hungry and, and, and want to impress some people. And this is the, this is the offseason four, right? I mean, let's face it, the team has not made the playoffs in two seasons. Yeah. Hasn't gotten on the first round in, what, four. You've got to start shaking it up there. And you've got to get some popular guys out of the dressing room as yep. much as the, the, the teammates did love them. My, it'll be interesting to me, you know, he was one of the bodies that was big in front of the net, which Blackhawks didn't have a whole lot of oh, those guys. Yeah. So. When they were winning Cup, Shaw was in front of the net. Well, that's, be, that's true, but fine. he didn't know better, that's why. Yeah, but yeah, true, so, true. Um, so, yeah, and adding Andrew Shaw and guys like that will certainly help. So I, I think that um, when you add a Shaw and when you, when you bring in, you know, Smith and bring in some of these guys, you realize that there's some guys that are expendable, even though they're serviceable. I think he will do well in Ottawa. Yeah, he's but he's to score 20 goals, play power play. But you're right, it's time to move on and get some new blood in yep. there. Well, the big trade happening earlier this week and the big news of the week, though, coming in with prospect camp, 37, 38 players on the ice for the Chicago Blackhawks over five days at Fifth Third Arena, wrapping up with the end-of-week scrimmage that we just saw. And lots of different storylines coming out of the camp, lots of different highlights. The first chance to see Kirby Doc on the ice, Adam Boquist taking another big step, two big names that really showed during the scrimmage. And I guess we'll start it off and uh, maybe take a look at that scrimmage and who really showcased for you guys, who was maybe the big standout names from the end of the week scrimmage and uh, just some of the bigger storylines going on throughout the week. I think you're encouraged of the Blackhawks is not that your top prospects were the best players on the ice. I mean, you yeah. look at those guys, you know, it sounds cliche, but I mean, Doc was one of the best players. I thought Adam Boquist was the best player on the ice, and that's encouraging. And the guys who were at the top, the recent high draft picks and the guys you expect to be strong, the Ian Mitchells and, you know, Bodines and guys like that, were their best players, so that that was encouraging. Certainly, I thought I thought the Kershev kid. I thought he looked yeah, really he good. good. Um, there's there's a lot of guys who kind of. Uh, we just talked to Mark Eden downstairs about it. He didn't want to name individual names. He said, i got to work with all these guys. But we can name those names. And I thought Kershev was good. Uh, Ian Mitchell, uh, Burr, we talked about him. Oh. He, he read every play almost uh, right from every yeah, uh, from I, puck drop. 
Kirby Doc, uh, you know, number three overall, he was awesome. He's impressive. He's going to be two a, goals in the game. He's going to be he, he's going to be a Blackhawk for a long time, an impact player. But Ian Mitchell, for me, I think he is going to be uh, a star for this Blackhawks team for a long, long time. If you want to make it comparable, go back to uh, you know Brent Seabrook at 18 or 19 years old. I think he's that kind of guy where he's a leader. He's a guy that everybody's going to respect. He just reads the game perfectly. He makes perfect plays. Um, so if you want a Blackhawk comparison, a 19-year-old Brent Seabrook scoring overtime game winners, winning Stanley Cups, I, I think this guy, Kirby Doc's the name that's going to jump out everybody, but I, I'm telling you, this guy is going to be a superstar for this Blackhawks team, and, and I can see now why. I didn't know until I really saw it today. I didn't know why everybody was like, why Stan Bowman really wants to sign this guy. Now I get it. Uh, this guy could play in the NHL this year, and he could be a, a, a top two or three defenseman on this Blackhawks team, I think, right now. I think he's that good. So how big is it then for him to go back to Denver and get another year? I mean, he's if he's ready now, but what, what can that additional year? They must have pretty girls there in Denver or something for him. him to send him back there, a good favorite bar of his or something. But um, yeah, he's going to go back there and light it up. He's going to light it up this year. That team seems like Denver every year. They're in the Frozen Four or the National Championship, so it's fun. It's fun to win. It's fun in college when you know you're going to you're going to start the season. You've got a good chance to win a national championship. I get it. It's fun. I w- I, I went to college. I never wanted to leave college. Um, I still go back there and act like I'm in college. So, um, but I get it. Um, but I'm telling you, this guy, if you're the Blackhawks managing, I can guarantee you they are smiling ear to ear knowing that they got this guy uh, ready to go and go back there. Don't get hurt. You know, be healthy and go and light it up. And then in the following year, he'll be back at this prospects camp. He'll tear it up and he will be playing in the top four for the Blackhawks in and, a year. And when you talk about going back to college, it certainly can develop on the ice. It's also becoming a stronger person off the ice. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're cooking for yourself. You know, you're, you're got to get down to your studies. And, and I think that's as important in development-wise than, than even playing on the ice. And I think that uh, Mitchell really likes that environment. He likes the, his teammates. If he can do another year of development there and feel comfortable about it, that's just going to be that much of a bonus when he comes back here to Chicago and is ready to step in the line. Yeah, he's a mature kid already when yeah, you talk to him. He's a leader, him, right? He's a leader, yeah. And then, you know, now give him another year of being a captain on a team. What, a, what another cool, you know, feather to hang in his hat, man, for, for Stan and the management side. we got a guy that now he also has experience as a leader. Uh, yeah, this guy's a star. The blue line's been fun to watch for a while now. A lot of good talent there. And Boquist has been fun to kind of see his development going from the first, you know, his first camp last year. Uh, Blackhawks TV went, went out to, uh, to London, Ontario, did a, a Blackhawks Originals on him. Shout um, out. And his uh, have to, right? <laughs> have to. Um, and it's been kind of fun. We know the offense is there. That's been, the, been there for a lot while. We saw that today with some highlight reel um, puck handling moves with him. But, but it's fun to see kind of what he's been doing with Brian Campbell and how he's been developing defensively as well so he's been just a fun guy to kind of keep eyes on for a while now a 6-5 win for the red team in the scrimmage that through the first period looked like it was a very one-sided game largely in due to Adam Boquist he had two great assists a chance that went off the bar early in the second period it was really his game Kirby Doc came in and late first and a goal at the end of the second period to really make it a game and uh there at the end I believe Josiah Slavin had a hat trick on the day and he was pretty much set up on the back door on two goals and then set up on a really nice breakaway from Michael Tepley uh, on the end of it. Uh, But a really good day, I think, from Boquist, as you said, again, uh, we talked about Ian Mitchell. You hear from him in just a little bit as uh, Adam Burris sits down with him. And uh, Kirby Doc, two goals. We saw the two-way effort that uh, Stan Bowman alluded so highly to coming out of the draft. And uh, as you said, Chris, really good to see the guys who you figure to be your top prospects 
take control of that game. I thought Alex Nylander had a pretty good game. He didn't yeah. finish very well, but I thought he, he was able to control the puck. He looked like the near closest guy to the NHL to me. I yep. mean, Boquist was great, great talent. And, I, you know, and I, you threw up Brent Seabrook comparison, and I hate to do this to Boquist, but I, I swear to God, I looked down on the ice and thought, boy, that that's, looks like Duncan Keith a little yeah. bit, right? And yeah. I'm not going to say he's going to be a two- or three-time Norris to winner like Duncan Keith, but kind of same frame. You know, Duncan yeah. might be a little more slight. But yep. uh, when I saw the moves that he made and then awareness on the ice, I just thought, I, I hate to do that to the kid because yeah. the expectations are huge, but that's kind of what the sense I got. Yep, I, I agree. He was uh, kind of jumpy in his step, yeah. you know, kind of gets around guys, uh, just that little energy, a big smile on his face. Um, yeah, he was he, – he, it's the defensive side for him, right? Mm-hmm. The, the fit, being able to handle a guy down low. Ian Mitchell can handle these guys down low. He yeah. can – his body position is good. He, he's stronger. I think that's what the college game provides guys is you can add that strength. Um for Boquist, that's that's the thing that Campbell works with him on is that positioning and that because they're the same player. Campbell's the same guy Boquist was, where it's the high level skill, the spinoramas, the between the legs. Now we got to learn to defend and have a good stick. So I think having Brian help him, I think there's a reason why the Hawks have Soupy working with him, and I think it's a perfect fit. And, and I think Brian's done a real good job from where he was last year to where he is now. He defends a lot better and makes better decisions. Now it's all about playing games, yep. you know, as, an, as a defenseman against men. Right, exactly. And you've got you can't just play 30, 40 games, jump into the NHL. It takes 100, 200 games to really know where you are on the ice, anticipate things. Once he gets those games behind him, he's going to be that much better. Give me the guy, uh, the goaltender, uh, Skog. Yeah. Write his name down, somebody. Or some, there's going to be a scout somewhere that's going to find this guy if the Blackhawks don't sign him. I, he, he was awesome. He was good. I, and yeah. Yeah, one game, and I'm, I'm a, I have no clue about goaltending at all. But, man, he was good. Stan Bowman talked about that. Did yeah. he talk about him? Well, he talked about that, that group there. You know, he said, okay, the goaltending's set there. and 24 you know, years old. Yeah, none of these guys are going to make the team, right, or the organization. And Stan said, well, heck, you know, uh, Colin Delia was the same way a yep. couple of years ago. He came here. Nobody knew who he was. We didn't anticipate anything. And now we signed him, and he's a big part of the organization. Yep. So this is our opportunity. Anytime you step on the ice, right, and you're playing against yeah. talent, people are going to open and some Goaltending, it's hard to scout, all right? I think it's a goofy position. I think it's kind of like pitchers in baseball. Some of these guys, they suck, they suck, they suck, and all of a sudden they win a Cy Young two years later, and you find something or nobody really looks at them or they get overlooked. But I don't know. That guy was pretty darn good today. Blackhawks have been good at finding guys like that yeah. too, historically, yeah. goaltenders. Zachariah Skog, one of four free agent goalies in camp this week, six total. Devin Cooley, Merrick's Mitten, best name of the of the prospect camp. Merrick's Mittens, yep, right there. What a name! And then also uh, local kid Stefanos Lakas, another solid name there as yeah, well for the nice for the goalies. But nice pull, uh, Alexis Gravel and Dominic Bassi, uh, two draft picks coming in, really leading the way there. And I had a chance to talk to Alexis Gravel a little bit uh, earlier in the week, and just his growth. He took Halifax to not only the President's Cup Final, but also the Memorial Cup Final, and really grow into his game mm-hmm. as a leader. He's another guy the Blackhawks are really high on in terms of the, one of those goaltender prospects coming up in the next year, working a lot with the organization uh, over the last year. And he said, for a guy coming in to his second camp, he was able to absorb a lot more this year than he was last year. He was deer in the headlights last year. He walked in the locker room, saw Jonathan Taves and just went, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. now he said, hey. Can I have an autograph? He's, yeah, exactly. He said, hey, I went in the, I was washing my hands in the bathroom uh, this year. Jonathan Taves comes out of the shower from doing an on-eye session. He goes, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, good to see you. More comfortable. <laughs> Burr, from your angle, coming in from a, from a prospect perspective, coming in as a 17, 18, 19-year-old, how incredible is it to just be in this atmosphere for the first time 
and then get comfortable as you go, as you get into your second, your third, your fourth prospect camp. Yeah, you know, I, when I walked in for these prospects camp, there wasn't three Stanley Cup banners hanging on the wall, so it was a little different. Um, I'm still nervous because there's NHL guys walking around, but I can tell you from my first year in the NHL, walking into buildings, you know, the Anaheim Ducks, when I watched them beat the Ottawa Senators to win a Stanley Cup, and you walk into the building, and you're kind of thinking, man, they just they hoisted a Stanley Cup in this building. That's pretty cool. So now imagine being drafted and walking into a team that has in the last six years, your eight years, walk, you've watched them win Stanley Cups. And I can guarantee you half these guys are Kane and Taves are their favorite players. And you can see the way they play. You can see their shootout moves. Now all of a sudden you're taking a pee next to Jonathan Taves or you see him walk out of the shower, eyes up, kid. Okay, keep your <laughs> eyes up. Um, it's it's incredible, you know, and it's it's you're you're standing next to your your heroes. And so I I, I never got to do that. Um but I can, I can imagine what that's like because I was nervous as heck just walking in. And uh, the name that comes to my mind is Marty LaPointe was a guy that I always looked up to. And I got to see him at Prospects Camp and watch him curling like 150 pounds. It was like his workouts were incredible. That's what I remember is this guy was a beast. But um, it, it, it raises the bar. Now all of a sudden, you know, Patrick Kane was there watching the scrimmage today. He was standing on the – he had got done working out on the other side. And he came over and watched. And I saw players skating by and kind of looking at him and, and trying to show off a little in front of him. And that, it's pretty darn neat. And how about pretty cool Patrick Kane to come out and watch these kids because he knows they're looking at him. He knows they see him. And, and uh, it just it raises the bar around here. And, Chris, you talked to Kirby Doc earlier in the week. Number three overall pick, a guy who's been cool, calm, and collected most of his time here. Day one, he walks in and meets Jonathan Taves, and he's starstruck as well. Yeah, uh, which is unusual because Kirby, you talked to Kirby Doc, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. But, no, you're right. Um, you know, the other thing – I'm just really impressed, and I've got no skin in the game here, but this facility, Adam, I was, I was just walking through, and um, compared to what the Blackhawks used to have, yeah. and no slight anywhere else, but it's it's as professional as I've seen yeah. around the league. Um, obviously, you've seen some dressing rooms and things. That has to really help. It has to really help these guys, not only attitude, but the, the weight room here is great. Uh, just, you know, the facilities here are great. You know that you're playing for a professional team here, and it makes you want know, to take that extra effort. I really think that that's a key, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me that we start seeing higher-level play at these developmental camps, and we start seeing guys maybe that you didn't expect kind of uh, reach new heights. When you've got a facility like this, you know that the Blackhawks are first class. That really, to me, is, is something special. And um, I just walk around here with my eyes open just going, I can't believe what they've done here. All of a sudden, Rocky and John come in here and they kind of said, what do you guys want? We're going to get it to you, but you better start winning. Right. Pretty much yeah. is, you know, is the short version of it. And all of a sudden, they did build all this beautiful stuff for us. And we're like, holy crap, we better, you know, we, we want more of this nice stuff. And we want to experience this every day. We better start winning. And so for these kids... Or these prospects that come in, they get to they get to be in this beautiful locker room and this great big hot tub and this great big cold tub and and Troy Parchman and the equipment staff and then Mike Gapsky and the medical staff and then Paulie Goodman up here in the strength staff. It's like holy man, I got everything here. I, I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. And I want to. I got a guy cooking food for me every day, and I got Breck guy flipping me eggs, and I got this big lunch buffet. Like this is pretty cool. I got, I I want to earn this. I want to be a part of this too. And um, it, it, it ups the level. Everything is upped here. And I can tell you, it wasn't like that in San Jose when I played there. Um, it wasn't like that in other organizations. And you know, th there, there's a reason why this team is where, it, where it's been in the last seven or eight years and why they win three Stanley Cups and why they're, they're an organization that people want to come play for. And as a prospect, what, you know, show off to that. And the Blackhawks, when they, when they put these camps on, they, they throw it in these kids' face, and here's what you could have if you want to come and earn it, and here's how to do it. They lay it out right in front of them. 
It was either the first or second development camp that I covered here working for the Blackhawks. We shot an off-ice uh, workout feature with Paul Goodman in a parking garage, in a basement <laughs> parking garage. <laughs> no way. Which was kind of cool. It was kind of like kind of raw and yeah. kind of what you want to work out to kind of feel like these guys yeah. coming in. And it's like, oh, so you're not in the pros yet, kid. You're working out yeah. next, a to, cage match next to a Honda Civic. <laughs> but yeah. but this year we shot it. We just shot it the, uh, the other day. Another plug here for uh, Blackhawks TV nice. content. We shot it up in this beautiful, vast, uh, open workout space up here that's pretty amazing so uh it's cool to see uh the advance uh, advancement that's come there so much development camp coverage over on blackhawks.com from chris cook's pieces to as eric mentioned so many great videos throughout the week mike dubs behind the scenes looks everything you could ever want i want to go now to adam you had the chance to sit down with ian mitchell and, and really get the insight from him on not only his decision to go back to school but also in what this experience is like for someone who's been here for a few times. But before we go there, there's a little bit of lingo tossed around in, in terms of fitness testing. And I want mm. you to explain the two different types of tests that you guys are talking about and just how grueling they are for players when they go through them on the very first day of something. Yeah, like I, I think it's crazy. And I, I guess you want to get a, a baseline to see where these kids are at, but it's it's July and you're putting these kids through the tra- exactly what the Blackhawks do at training camp. So day one at training camp, it's the physical fitness testing. And there's probably 15 different tests they run you through, and you got about an hour to get through them all. But the two worst ones are the VO2 test and the Wingate test. The VO2, it really gauges uh, kind of how much stress you can handle, how, much, how, your, how your oxygen is carried through your blood, so how you recover, how long you can push it. And it's, you're probably on a bike for, call it 15 minutes, and every minute the intensity gets cranked up. So you start, it's pretty easy, and then it goes at a minute, they crank it up a little bit, minute two, they crank it up a little bit more, minute three, and it just keeps getting cranked up, and you hang on as long as you can, and you just keep pedaling, and you have to pedal at a certain speed. The speed can never go down, but the weight keeps going up. They keep adding weight until you tip over, until you can't push the pedals anymore, and they're screaming at you, you wear a mask, they plug your nose, you're breathing through a tube. It's awful. It absolutely sucks. Um, but it's also a little bit of a gut check, and there's some science behind it too. They want to they want to see what kind of oxygen you can you can push. That's the worst one for me. Other people hate the Wingate test, which is the 30 second. It's based on your body weight. I think it's like 70 percent of your body weight is what they you start pedaling. They drop the weight, so it gets really heavy, and you pedal as fast as you can for 30 seconds. And it's all out for 30 seconds, and they put a garbage can right next to the bike. So when you're done, if you got to puke, you don't mess up their pretty floor in here in the facility. Make sure you get it in the garbage can, kid. And some guys hate that one because it's 30 seconds, and a lot of guys puke. If you're a puker, you hate that one. If you hate the torture of a long mental grind, then you hate the VO2 test. So I asked, uh, I asked Ian what, what his worst part of the camp was, and it was the physical fitness testing and a couple of those bike tests. Who's well, puked? Who's puked, Adam? In your, during your time, uh, I, I think Taves, I think Taves was a puker, but he was, he was always a puker. In games, he would puke too. He, he likes to he pushes himself right to the edge. We set a sort of record for that word in, on a podcast, I yeah. think. So yeah, puke. medal for that. Yeah. <laughs> First throwing them all out, but you can hear that and so much more right now as Adam sits down with Ian Mitchell. All right, thanks for doing this, Ian. You just got done with the long prospects camp week. Long game just got done. Uh, what's your first impression on the week? How'd the week go for you? Uh, it's great to be back in Chicago and to, to work with the development staff is always, I mean, great. It's the middle of summer, so a lot of the stuff we're not always working on uh, by ourselves, but to get out here and work on some two-on-twos and, uh, you know, see Brian Campbell and Mark Eaton out there is 
great for us defensemen. So I thought the week, uh, I don't think it could have gone better personally. Yeah, we're, we're not here to pump Brian Campbell's tires, so we'll <laughs> stay away from that. But um, one thing that you will take away from this and go back home and, and work on in the summer, or go back to Denver, what, what's one thing that made an impression on you this week? Uh, I think the, the biggest thing was off the ice. We're doing uh, seminars with some Navy SEAL guys, and uh, some of the stories that they had to say were, yeah. were definitely stuff that I'll take with me. Uh, those guys are definitely uh, you know, at the top of their game, so to hear lessons from them on, on what made them great are things that I'll try and take back with me and apply to, to my game next year. I did six of these prospects camps with the Blackhawks. When you're a garbage player, they make you come to a lot of these. So, um, What's one thing you absolutely hated about a prospects camp? I can tell you for me, I hated the testing. I hated the physical fitness testing, but um, what's one thing that's a little bit of a pain in the butt when you're here? I know there's one. Don't, don't hold back here with me. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'd say the fitness testing too. The first day you wake up early and you got to get on the Wingate bike, and you're just you're grinding it. You don't want to do it. But are you a Wingate or VO2? Which one's worse? Which one do you hate more? Uh, for me, I'd say the VO2. I yeah, think me too. You just you're on there forever. It seems like you're just grinding it out. So Wingate's short, but not any easier. I don't think. So uh, surrounding you, uh, the big stories, but that you decided to go back to Denver, and you're going to be the captain there, and you guys have an unbelievable program this year. Um, I know you said it was a tough decision, but tell us, why go back to Denver? I saw you play out there, man, and you dominated. You could play in the NHL, but what what what, what is it for you? Uh, for me, I think just growing up, it was always the marathon, not the sprint. And I uh, that's one of the reasons I chose to go the college route as, as opposed to major junior. Uh, I just felt that it, it gives me one more year of, of time and to get seasoned. And uh, I feel like uh, hearing stories from other guys, I've heard that um, I've never heard anyone say, oh, I wish I didn't go back that extra yeah, year, but I've heard guys say, I wish I would have stayed another year. So I just wanted to make sure that I was 100% ready in myself that and when I do make the jump, I, I want to be ready to play and, and be a big-time impact player. So um, that was the biggest thing. And um, also, we're going to have a great team next year, and uh, to be named the leader is also something very important to me. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to to have another year to try and win a national championship with those guys. Yeah, you said uh, one of the one of the quotes that I read about you, and I thought it was kind of neat. You said there was games last year where you were just existent, and you didn't dominate her. But w- explain what does that mean to you? To, to me, sometimes as a defenseman, you know, just being existent, not being noticed, can be a good thing. But but to you, you don't want to just be existent out there. Yeah, I, I want to try and make a difference every time I'm on the ice, whether it, uh, you know making plays defensively, whether it's a breakout pass or uh, I mean, offensively too, I want to be involved and in jumping into holes and making plays. So uh, to explain that, I guess last year, sometimes I just felt that I was, I guess, just floating and I'd be on the ice and uh, sometimes and I wouldn't touch the puck or I wouldn't necessarily be involved. So uh, I just want to go in with the mindset to just be dominant. And uh, I feel like that'll be important for me to even at the next level, if I feel confident that I can dominate at the college level, I think that's, you know, we'll give you that mindset of in confidence that, you know, I'll be able to do it at the next level too. Yeah, well, you dominated that scrimmage that you had one bad <laughs> shift at the, in the three on three at the end. I hate to bring that up. Yeah. One bad pass, you know what I'm talking about? Other than oh, that, yeah. though, uh, we kept saying you did not make a bad pass the entire <laughs> scrimmage. You did not make a bad play. It was it was impressive. Oh, so you should you. feel good about that. But I got to ask so they get rid of Yoki Haru here in Chicago. People are saying, well, there's a spot now for Mitchell. They got rid of a guy that was a comparable. Uh, any discussions, anything with your agent, anything with Stan, does that come into play at all? Oh, well, I think I think it definitely comes into play where, uh, I mean, Henry and I would have been competing for spots. Yep. There's no question about it. 
And uh, so when they trade a guy away, that definitely opens up space. So um, I think it's definitely exciting for myself and guys like Nick and, and Adam too that um, kind of were competing for spots that, you know, they have confidence in us and they feel that we're going to be able to fill that void. So, uh, you know, it's But you're still firm on, we can break news here too if it, <laughs> anything's changed here. Yeah, no, I know. I'm still firm on heading back to Denver, but uh, I've kind of made my commitment there. So, but uh, upcoming in, in the future, it's definitely exciting because I want to be a Blackhawk for, for a very long time. So um, <clears throat> to have that opportunity is definitely exciting for sure. You made it to the Frozen Four last year, right? Uh, yeah. Going into this year, what, what's your goal right now for, for this season? Is it team goal, individual goal? What, 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 what's on your mind? Yeah, well, first and foremost, we want to win a national championship. And we came so close last year that uh, we feel like we have a team again this year that's going to be capable of doing that. Um, so that's the biggest thing. And and for me personally, I, I want to go in and be the best player in college hockey. I want to win the Hobie Baker. And um, so I want to shoot my goals high. And um, I think that's going to be what's pushing me every day is to, um, you know, want to be the best player. And um, so I think that's, you know, I want to shoot your goals high and then see what happens from there. When you look at this Blackhawks organization, I'm sure when you're back at Denver, you're watching games and you're seeing what the team is. You spend a week here now. You get to know the staff. You get to see the facilities. When you think Chicago Blackhawks hockey, what what do you think? What 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 comes to your mind when you think about it? Is it Patrick Kane? Yeah, him and Jonathan Taze are definitely the guys growing up that you know winning Stanley Cups. But uh, as far as uh, you know the identity of the team, I just think speed and skill. That's always been uh, what the Blackhawks have won with transitioning the puck and defensemen that can skate. So uh, I think the guys that they have in the prospect pipeline are definitely kind of fit that mold. So um, you know I, I think it just fits really well into my game too. So. Um, I'm just excited to to get in the fold and and see how far we can go. Well, I know you just got off the ice a long week. Uh, nobody can see you, but you haven't showered. This is authentic here. Blackhawks <laughs> yeah. podcast is authentic. I know you got to go, so t- thank you for taking the time. And I know you talk about speed and skill, but you play gritty, you play smart. And uh, if we can talk you into signing with this Blackhawks team sooner than later, right, we're, we're going to do our best. But um, you've got a bright future, and it was fun to watch you today and this week. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam. I appreciate it. That was Adam Burrish and Ian Mitchell. And uh, Burr, I got to say, you, you asked for his two favorite players. Mm. And right there in front of your face, no love. Uh, I've been pumping his tires here. I was pumping his tires right to his face. I gave him the opportunity, put it on a platter. Hey, you're, the, you're a great player. You can play in the NHL right now. Who are your two favorite players? Yeah. And Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. No Adam Burrish. Yeah. I mean, and if he doesn't know and he's listening... I kind of taught those guys. I, I, I kind of brought those guys to where they were. Uh, Chris, you never wrote a story about that. They, um, they asked me not to mention that. Oh, okay, so. yeah, fitting. Um, yeah, he could have said, how about, how about me? You know, how about, the, how about the glue guy? You know, how about the guy that picks up pucks after practice and uh, tells a few bad jokes here and there? So, uh, Ian, I liked you. I still do. But uh, when we do this again, we, if we invite him back to come on again, we'll give him another chance. He's a nice kid. Uh, you got to teach him how to chirp a little bit. He's, uh, he yeah. might be too nice for that. He was all X's and O's on his mic'd yeah. up. Yeah, he was very serious, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, the good players usually are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't that serious. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why no. I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> a great week at development camp, as I said. Plenty of coverage over on Blackhawks.com, including a mic'd up with Ian Mitchell from earlier in the week. And before we get going, it's been a great week where fans can come out to Fifth Third Arena, see all the top prospects, really get that feel for hockey back in their life again. And the middle of July, it's been a little warm out in Chicago, so nice to get in an ice rink. But your next chance to really see everyone 
you don't have to wait very long. The Blackhawks convention, the 12th annual convention coming up next weekend. Uh, Burr, I know you'll be there. Yep. So many top players, legends, staff, alumni. Everyone's going to be there, and it's always a fantastic time. I'm, you know who I'm excited to see I haven't seen in a while that always puts a good show on in this is Chris Versteeg. He's coming back, and uh, he's been texting us. He's been excited to be coming back. And when he gets excited about that kind of stuff, usually there's, he's got something fun planned. There's 11 Q&A panels, one of them led by Chris Cook over here, and uh, you've got a great one on deck coming uh, coming away for the fans. I will be talking to the one and only Andrew Shaw. So we'll be talking Ooh, shin nice. pads, we'll talk in the mutt. should be uh, very interesting. He's yeah. had a, already a storied career at the Blackhawks. He's looking for Chapter 2. And if you've been catching uh, the on-the-clock episodes throughout the summer, Eric Lear, you've got quite the surprise for everyone that comes to the Blackhawks convention got? next weekend. Finally, I don't have to plug my own video. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we're going to debut the season finale, episode four, will be debuted during an on-the-clock panel at the convention. So we are very excited. The worldwide uh, debut very excited. right there at Blackhawks convention. There's 50 open autograph and photo sessions, uh, an emergency goalie challenge, a, a take on an escape room is, is debuting as well at the convention, a whole lot of great things, full details at blackhawks.com. It's going to be a great time. There's single day passes available for the first time this year, as well as all weekend passes for the three day event available at blackhawks.com. And it's a weekend for you. It's a weekend for the fans. It's your only time to really get in and, and get to know some of these players, some of the alumni, some of the great legends from this team back in town throughout the weekend. And uh, if you're lucky, you might just get a photo with Adam Burrish. Mm, that's right. Not, not Patrick Sharp, Adam Burrish. Hear that, yeah. Ian? <laughs> we'll get there. He'll learn. He's young. He'll learn. We'll get him there. Great week at Prospect Camp. If you missed the scrimmage, you can go back right now and watch it on Blackhawks.com and the Blackhawks YouTube channel. For Chris Cook, Adam Burrish, and Eric Lear, we will see you next week from the convention discussing a whole lot of great things right here on Blackhawks Insider.